She's already going on. I'm screaming SOS and emergency. The sky is falling down around me. Hit it. Black copper. Ain't trying to hit none of that palapa. Whatever. Rebel with a cause and ambition on a mission. Tear down the walls of these lions. Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, it is episode 47. Our review this week is going to be Canna Rock. Our guest, our AJ Channer of Fire from the Gods, and Britton Taylor, founder of Canna Rock. How are y'all doing this afternoon? Hi. What's up, people? Doing What's well. <laughs> What's going on? How are we doing? Surviving the heat, as we were yes. talking about a moment ago. Turn it up. Fire, fire, fire. Texas does it well with the heat, man. They love it. I'm, I'm loving these memes where people, especially being I'm former military, people are like, oh, you don't understand heat until you've been in a porta potty in, yeah. in Tehran. And I'm like, yeah, come try it in Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go stand at a festival out in the middle of like Zilker Park during the festival. It's 110 degrees. It's lying for a porta potty. Oh. Yeah, this is something else. And it's so funny. I hate to bring up the global warming thing, but with Europe, the way it is, people are, there's, they're, you know, energy conservation is is a massive is massive in europe so there are no acs you know yeah. so you're in 106 degree uh heat in a place where typically that that just doesn't happen and there's no ac in a hotel room it's pretty brutal so Oof. i don't I know the world's getting hotter in my opinion things are getting a little heat heated up i lived in upstate new york for about six or seven months Right. And so I, I totally get it because it's it's not just that it's energy conservation. In Southern it's, Canada? Well, it's how old a lot of the structures are. They weren't built with central AC into them. No, so not at all. Not at all. They've got boilers. They put that into it. They got those little radiators in a lot of the rooms and a lot of the apartments oh, yeah. and things. So they're prepped for the winter, but the summertime rolls around. It gets to be above 90 degrees and you're freaking out because there's no there's no no fans either you got to go buy box fans and things those boilers we used to call those like the uh the ghetto dryers the clothes dryers you don't know how many clothes on them you know how many uniform shirts are burned on those things trying to crack because i didn't get my my uniforms clean for school so my mom was always having to buy uniform shirts because i was always putting them on the the uh the uh the, the radiators yeah new york's new york's a special place i remember I remember having the window wide open because there's two settings for those boilers as well. Oh, it's yeah. Open, oh, it's, yeah. Open, it's open and burning to death. Yep. Yep. And not working at all. Don't play in the, in the room and then bump into one of those. Yeah, you'll get one of those nasty little scars. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Canarock. That's yeah. kicking off August, correct? Yeah, actually one month from today, the 27th. So the countdown has officially begun. <laughs> There's a lot um, going into the preparation for this one because, as you well know, there's this This is the third. And the first two were very cool and very good and very successful. But with this third one, I think we're looking to, to really kind of plant a flag and make a statement that in Austin, as far as cannabis is concerned, and with the hemp cup and all these other things that exist, we'd like for Canarock to be a household name when it comes to the advocacy and the cannabis culture that we're trying to build here in, in the state of Texas and most and, and more importantly in Austin. Well, and especially as a uh, you know consumer 
event, not so much business or industry event, although those there, you know, there's aspects of those as well. So, um, you know, the first two people are starting to get familiar with us and recognize us. And I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, you know, looking forward to the next one. So that's a really good feeling. Um, so I want to make sure to, to live up to expectations and blow minds, you know? It's, to me, it's it's difficult in Austin because we are we have such a heavy cannabis culture already, regardless of what the state law is. Uh, Austin has been a very cannabis-friendly town for a long time. For at least yeah. over a decade, Austin's been known as a place where you can walk downtown with a joint in your hand, and people aren't going to mess with you. So it's it's a, and there's this weird, difficult aspect of outreach with that, because part of the reason we've been able to do that is we kind of minded our own. That's sort of the culture here. But y'all have been pulling people out and getting people to come out to these events. It's yeah. truly amazed by that. You know, the biggest thing for it, too, is is for me to bring in the, the intent, I guess, is to introduce um, cannabis, hemp. CBD, you know, any, you know, the products of this plant to people who kind of hide behind the stigma or don't understand or are scared to learn, um, uh, you know, especially because of the circles they run in or or they've just never been given the right information or they've had a really awful experience by the, be given the wrong products by someone. Um, so to create an environment where People can come and learn about, um, you know, what cannabis has to offer them, particularly whether it's for pain or PTSD or just for fun or, you know, um, sleep, whatever it is, whatever they're looking for. Um, but but be enticed by coming to an event that has other aspects. So music, yeah. culture, you know, fun, family friendly, you know, um, that's the thing about it, too. Making sure that this is this is, you know, especially with. with you have kids, you know, we have kids. The idea, yeah. our kids are jumping upstairs right now. You can hear them. <laughs> About to get the purse um, stick. Hey, yeah, I know. Hey, you. <laughs> but the idea that that it doesn't need to be something scary. It doesn't need to be something we don't talk about. And then if you don't know about it, learn about it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so creating an environment where you can bring your kids, have fun, um, bring your pets. It's, it's, it's making it not, this is not a 21 and up bar. You know, it's not, it's, it's less scary than alcohol. If you're not scared about having a glass of wine with your girlfriends while the kids are at the pool, then come yeah, learn about and it's, and it's not the, it's not the high, it's not the high times hemp, uh, yeah. cannabis cup and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, which, which carries the stigma of cannabis culture. That's already been, that's already a preconceived notion in people's minds that, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of bloody pot, potheads and a bunch of people who want nothing to do with society and outliers and stuff like that. And I think the, the mission of Canarock, which at the heart of it is advocacy, but most importantly, the heart of it, you know, which is uh, Britain's sort of brainchild and passion, like she was saying, is to take more people to understand that that cannabis is not a drug. You know, this isn't a substance that you that yes, you can enjoy it recreationally, but it has so many different applications and a multitude of applications that are just not that go beyond consumption. And the governments know that the you know people know that it's it's heavily ingrained in cultures across the world, hemp products and such. But the most important thing I think for Canarock is to maintain this community aspect where it's hey, let's have fun talking about weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bunch of stoners who are no, it was still stoners, it. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I say it's not the stoner culture of oh yeah, I'm gonna get lit, man, and just right. uh, yeah. And watch I mean, it's, it's, it's not the MTV yeah. days. It's like Beavis and Butter yeah. sitting there 
talking about getting the munchies or or the you know what happened in the 90s and the 2000s you know people talk we talk about music a lot you and i because obviously yeah. i work in music and it was so cool to see guys like snoop dogg and cypress hill and their whole shtick their whole thing was built around cannabis consumption and because it was edgy because it was illegal because it carried Ooh, outlaws it. exactly they it carried with it this 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 air of we are on the outside and the fringes of society so therefore if you consume this product you're a badass too and i think at this point in 2022 where we are now we have to really shed that that image and know what's happened in the past but we definitely need to shed the the idea that it's this is an outlier thing i mean texas right now stands as one of the states one of the largest states and probably one of the most influential states in the union that has not made further strides into uh legalization and full legalization obviously you guys like us and and, and britain and, and everyone involved we're looking for full federal legalization but Canarock is part of that push in texas to make sure and to finally see that that texas be a state in the union that is completely open to the fact that people want to enjoy the cannabinoid plant. There's something about that that I think a lot of people outside of Texas don't recognize, and it's that we live in a massive flipping state. Okay. We are, as we talk about Texas as its own country, and I mean, it literally, is. we are the size of yeah, our, yeah, own, exactly. our own country. And people ask, like, I've had people ask me, well, why aren't you looking at places like helping Oklahoma or helping Arkansas or maybe Massachusetts with their their efforts and it's like we have enough to take care of here we, in Texas yo, it's not something where we're trying to be selfish it's just we've got so much ground to cover here for sure it is insane yeah it, Those, it, it, exactly I mean it's huge you know it's huge and and I mean definitely you know with us as well that's the intention uh, ultimately is to do kind of a full Canada Rock like Canada Rock US tour right we've got a lot of really awesome um people and connections and, and possibilities in other states. But I mean, we're not going anywhere until we make more, you know, take take further steps here. Um, this is home, you know. That's the intention, you know, with, with uh, these shows as well as just bringing in, supporting locally. It's not just about cannabis, you know. We have these artists, you know, in our marketplace, um, local, you know, people, because it's about Texas. It's about helping Texas, um, you know, grow and and overcome this, this you know, stigma and legalize and then moving forward from there and doing more and, you know, meeting you, meeting Leah. Uh, she's such a badass, Leah Laskins. And, um, you know, so many people um, in the just in the industry doing the right thing and being able to stand next to you guys and, and join you and be a part of this march is so awesome. Um, and but like you're saying, like, yeah, Oklahoma, you're cool guys, but you're doing other. Let's be honest. They're also getting a, a little quicker movement um in those their states own, are a bit yeah. further along obviously but yeah. once texas yeah. goes they all go yeah that's another thing People you know one, once texas in. says something in in the uh in congress that's that's a massive part of legislation in, in the united states so places like oklahoma for full-on and and you know california is already known for doing their own thing right but those <laughs> places like you say arkansas or these other surrounding states within the midwest texas leads the charge so texas gets it everyone's gonna everyone's gonna fall in line and people i think don't understand like with that aspect just how much of an international market texas is for right. so sure. just in, right. in, in routine business and then there's oh, just with like we mentioned i mentioned before we're our own country basically as far as right. 
how things operate economically <laughs> yeah. at that level. So it's one of those things, yeah, once it happens with us, how much sway we have, obviously anybody who probably wasn't on board is going to be coming on board with it. Yeah. They, they want to do business. Yeah, get with it. Get with it, Texas. 1, yeah. So th there's a lot of cool things this on uh, this uh, particular kind of rock has. Um, obviously, the music is a massive part of it. You know, kind of rock, and um, so there's there's a lot of uh, bands and other artists. We're still kind of locking down. We're looking for a national headliner this time. I know we've used you know Texas-based artists and possibly a, a Texas-based national artist would be nice. But um, I think. In, in the charge to make this, as we've, we've stated, a household name and to make this part of the charge in, in the cannabis culture in Texas, we're really looking to kind of blow the, the, the roof off with this one and just move quicker and move, move faster and move uh, closer to being a real legitimate festival, a, a name where artists want to turn up, where the the city of Austin gets involved, and it's really cool for them to see these things. I mean, the 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 uh, the Hemp Growers Cup was a phenomenal event, you know. And some of the the things that that Leah does, like you said, with with the Hemp Tours, man, that's a great idea. It's all part and all cool. It, it's things that people know, like tours. Who wouldn't want to see a tour of, you know, cannabis culture in Texas yeah. or in Austin or in Houston? You know, it's really cool. And it sheds light on some of the communities that don't get that sort of um, spotlight or don't get that time in the sun and the people that, that are associated with the support, the support people that are associated, the farmers and the hands and the, the, the families. And you see some of the families that are growing in Texas. You're like, hey, man, you know, Texas Republicans, young Republicans, I believe, are part of the advocacy groups of one of the yes. many, the part of one mm -hmm. of the 20, 20 or so advocacy groups that are leading the charge, you know? So I think it's a bipartisan thing and kind it of being sure. extremely, you know, as we're all liberal in the sense of the way we, we think, not politically speaking, but we're just very liberal in the way we all think because we're artists, to be, to be um, frank. So we're just looking to just make sure that people understand that cannabis is, is a part of life. The cannabinoid plant is here to help enrich our existence. And Canarock is part of, of Austin culture and part of that history of live music and, and festivals and, and community events. It's a big thing well, here. Well, community, exactly. That's the whole thing, like community in, in all aspects, you know? Um, and again, saying, you know, the, the, the community within the cannabis industry itself. I mean, I think the first time I met you was at um, Liz and Patrick's, the, at that girl house. Um, their first the, Taste of Texas Hemp Cup they held. First Taste of Texas Hemp Cup, yeah. And that was when I met them. I helped them um, organize their vendors there. Um, absolutely fell in love. And that awesome event. So awesome. And watched it grow. Their second one, huge. And and it was, what, far out, right? Far out lounge. Just, and just the watching, far out lounge. Yeah, and seeing people at these events who at, were, you know, say at two, at the first one and the second one, how much bigger they've gotten. Meeting when I first met Leah, you know, she was doing hip tours. Um, and now she's, you know, with hip business builders and out there with Dalton and whatnot. So, I mean, she's gone from downtown Austin to Austin, Dallas, Houston, you know, to, to, to conquering the state, you know, and, and she's not done yet. They're just getting started. Oh, yeah, so they're, they're building all the time. So yeah, it is time for us building. to go into our, our first sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This Every, is episode Every. number 47. <laughs> this is... Our, this episode's about Canarock. We've got 
Channer, AJ Channer and Britton Taylor with us this week. We'll be right back after these sponsor messages. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Back to the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I don't have a co-host for this episode. Everybody's out enjoying themselves this Wednesday, but I'm enjoying myself here because I am here with Canna Rock for episode 47, and we've been having an awesome discussion about their upcoming event on August 27th at Come and Take It Live in Austin, Texas. Quite the venue. I was surprised. Um, it's at the Hemping in Texas Expo on Saturday. And somebody picked up the flyer and said, oh, it's at Come and Take It. I love that place. Yeah. I mean, okay, so our friend Anthony owns Come and Take It. They actually, they used to be um, par, the same, the same guys that had Dirty Dog down on 6th Street and um, a couple other places. So so they're just like, the, they're, the metal, they're the metal grunge rock venue people, right? And so this Anthony, yeah. our friend Anthony, is this one. And that will always be the home of Canna Rock here in Austin. Uh, that's our, that's, that's, again, you know, community family baby right so yeah we that place is so beautiful and there's so many cool things aj is actually um directed some music videos there too so awesome yeah yeah for some reason i always thought the place was in association with emos 
I know. Yeah. Well, people think that because it's the, the same building, the same the, strip. Uh, parking. Yeah, the the what is the parking lot or whatever. Your emos is here. Come and take us here. Bunch of graffiti and in, in parking in between. <laughs> and so. then for some reason there was something, some name of some company I know that the group that sells the tickets for for uh, ACL festival. For some reason I saw something. I thought they were they would work together. There's we something over there. There's something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. AJ okay. had to run upstairs. The girls are asking for snacks. The, the kids. Snack attack, of course. <laughs> and I like we talk. About, I got a kid. I totally get it. It's, it's um. We just came off of a sponsor break. Who we we put this off for a day so we could actually announce these things on the show. Sponsors for Canarock. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I actually am very excited. Um, you know, we got uh, a, our relationship. You know, with with Liz and Patrick Gerhouse and Leah. Um, again, with him, business builder, always, always working together, all of us. So that goes without saying. Um, our presenting sponsor is Get Some. Um, they're really awesome um, D8 uh, gummies and tinctures. Um, they're new uh, to Austin. Um, so this is sort of their coming out event. So that'll be really exciting. Um, so watch out. There'll be a lot of free samples of their, their gummies there. Get some. And then our um, the, the super exciting one I've been really waiting to be able to tell you about is um, Quentin with Indo Smoke Shop and Greenleaf are going to be hosting a uh, dab bar. Um upstairs so you know the venue is you know like i say it's a family friendly event all ages free it will always be free um but we are going to have the upstairs bar inside 21 and up and it's going to be like a little vip dab lounge so um there is an opportunity to to just be a grown-up and smoke as well so that's i'm really 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 excited that we just got that locked in so and quentin seems like a really cool dude we haven't gotten to meet in person yet. We've talked a lot, so I'm really looking forward to. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of really awesome people. I'm looking forward to meeting in person at this thing because you know you think COVID too. You know, yeah, it's was, just, you never know. <laughs> that was on my mind a moment ago because I was like, yeah. last year we were. It was weird because I think y'all had it around July. It and it was rescheduled. I think like three times because we kept opening and shutting down, opening and shutting down. Like, and oh. then and we had that weird, weird surge where it's like hospitals were filled and people are like oh yeah we're like, wait, is it again yeah now we're at that spot where we're like ask us to stay inside <laughs> get real mask, mask. at the doctor's office a, 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 yeah. you need toilet paper yeah <laughs> i'm using yeah. them for now oh my gosh well and last year i honestly had reached a point i was like we're hosting this event it doesn't matter what happens we you know the people have been we had people who were like, whatever you want to do, we'll do it whenever. And I was like, thank you for, you know, for, for riding this wave with us for two and a half years and, and, and not knowing what to expect. We rescheduled it again. No one cared. Everyone's cool. We're all on the same page. Right. And we had, um, we had over 400 people show up last year. I was blown away by that. I didn't even wow. like for being our set, like our first event was, you know, very small. It was only our second event and affected by the pandemic rescheduled multiple times so after in the in the end we had um just a little over 400 people total and uh that was that was kind of wild to me so hopefully you know we'll see what happens this year but yeah i mean that that just alone tells you how much people believe in 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 what we're doing and and just believing in in the opportunities really yeah it's I, i'm blown away you said 400 people i know right i didn't even i didn't think that i didn't think that because it's a come and go event all day too yeah. right but saying, like, that's the thing wow. is it, it may seem sparse at some points, but if you've got a person, but if you've got a person, two or three people coming in every two to three minutes, then yeah, you easily get to 400 people. 
over like a five to six hour event. Right, right. And I, I noticed some. Mean- um, Something I'm interested in is last year the theme was cars. Yeah. And this year the theme is bikes. Yeah. And I'm wondering, have y'all seen have there has, what's been put forward for that? Like what kind of exotic bikes are we? Okay. Well, I really want to go. I really want to go in like for the oh the freezer. I really want to go for the uh with the vintage bike kind of look. But honestly, I just want like again, it's it's like one more reason for people who might be interested to go to a cool event and learn, right? So that was the whole thing with the cars. It was classic cars and Father's Day. It was like, bring your dads out, check out some cool cars. Oh, by the way, learn about cannabis. Um, There's a so few. Um... Same thing here, you know, we just want to get it some, some cool bikes. If you if you have a bike, bring it. We might, if we get to it, you know, put together some sort of a, a competition you know, like there, there's just, a, there's a lot of opportunity there. So we'll be announcing some more, some more details on that in the next week or two. I'd say y'all should reach out to the DA down in Corpus, Mark Gonzalez. Oh, yeah? He is a, he's a biker. Oh yeah. He's okay. A, I, I, it's, it's funny to me because we interviewed him oh, yeah. a few months back and I was like, let me go look up about him, see what I, I can find and get a background and ask some questions. And he has um, like a Trevor, Trevor Noah bit uh, oh, that's where, where, awesome. where they actually went out to interview him because he was part of like a biker gang. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I so, I'm like, so I'm like, yeah, there, there's your guy. There's all right. There's, I'm gonna hit him up tomorrow. Hey, there's, you. Your, can, there's your cannabis friendly biker to, to yes, reach out perfect. to. Perfect. Okay. All right. Let's all let's all make that happen. <laughs> Has there been any? Is there any announcements as to what uh, performers? Okay. Are gonna be performing. That y'all y'all have locked in. So we're going. We're we're um, currently we don't have the headliner or sell like he said. We're talk, looking at for a national headliner. So we're gonna. He's gonna work on that one for me. Um, but I have two really awesome um, Texas bands. We've got uh, Chaw, C-H-A-W, um, and... Uh, well, so, so similar to the rock genre still. You know, we had a couple of rappers last time, which would be nice. But, you know, the Austin rap scene kind of keeps themselves kind of separate. So we, I guess they're mostly still rock bands, you know, Chaw. Like yeah, yeah, said. yeah. Chaw, so we have Chaw and Relevant Saints. And Relevant Saints is kind of a little... <sighs> What would you say? They're a little bit heavier, a little active rock, kind of like Seven Dust mm-hmm. a little bit, but um, Seven Dust, non-point, that kind of that kind of vibe. Not as heavy as Fire from the Gods, but still like active rock. So it's still going to stay in in that type of uh, realm. But as far as music, a I mean, more we're, indie. like we're looking for and for the headliner, we're looking for any genre, open genre, but someone that'll put some some bodies in the room. And someone that also understands the kind of rock mission. Right. That's, that's you know, local musicians and whatnot is, is <clears throat> important. Um, but it's got to be someone on brand, too. You know, we, we need people who believe in, in our message um, and like like to rock. <laughs> Somebody, uh, Chandler posted a thing up the other day about people in the industry and where it came, like artists, where it came from and how they still hold strong. And I mentioned artists and I'm like, man, I would be. I, I, I'd probably have a stroke if y'all got this guy to show up, Nile Rogers. Nile Rogers is apparently he's a he he used to be he's played for he Sheik. Lives in Austin. I don't I'm, I don't think he lives in Austin, but he is definitely a cannabis advocate. And he, the dude the dude my wife says this is the guy who shaped the eighties because um, right. he he produced yeah. Duran Duran's The Reflex, uh, right. a couple of Madonna albums. He was with Chic, and it's like the guy shaped a lot of the music industry. And supposedly he's very cannabis friendly. So hmm. I he would. Uh, I'm, I don't know if he lives in Austin, um, but getting him to come out and perform that that to me, I'm like. That's, you know, one thing I've learned is it never it never hurts to to send an email. <laughs> it doesn't. 
Yep. The, the most you can be told is no, and you're in the position you were in before. Yeah. He uh. Yep. He he played bass and stuff. He played bass and did some stuff with Bootsy Collins at um the Musicians Institute, which Richie, my drummer in Fire from the Gods, actually worked with him. Oh. Uh, so I knew. I, that's why I asked if he lived in Austin because I, I knew there was a connection to Austin that he had done something for a. It was kind of like a music music school um it wasn't it was they played on warp tour but it was on the full sale stage but it was about music schools and, and music education and bootsy they wrote a song with bootsy Collins, who's a legendary bass player oh, yeah. for james brown and then <laughs> I, I believe Nile rogers also played yeah now rogers is like I, I tell people he's a legend in his own right just with what he's done his history and yeah if there's a connection there man i i hope now hey. that that's like sparked something and that happens that'd be that'd be very magical thank you i'll look into it why not <laughs> i am like really excited about we i just the, the the bands are really cool um i've got another live painter um that's always a really fun thing to be able to like raffle off um raffle off or just do giveaways with the paintings <laughs> and you know swag and whatnot um our you know our uh, local artists and whatnot jewelry makers and, and designers and whatnot will be there um I mean, and and anyone you know you you think or anyone who might be interested, in, we are open to anything. Honestly, this is just a a, a canvas for a, 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 you know advocacy. So we do whatever we really want. Um, I know. I think that uh, Austin is going to host a stand up um, set. So I'm that's the very word I've heard. That. Do I? I said that's the word I've heard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I was like, do you, hey, you, I because mean, I've been trying to make it out to one of his sets and I just never have. And I was like, Hi, you know what? I'm going to bring him to me. <laughs> I was like, can you, can you, would you be interested in this? And I didn't know if he would or not. And he was all about it. I'm like, yes. So we got Austin doing stand up um, and he's going to speak on advocacy, do a, um, a bit of a, a Q&A. So I'm really excited about that one too. Um, all righty. It is time for us to go into our second sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams of the Lone Star Collective podcast. This week is episode 47. I'm joined by AJ Channer and Britton Taylor of Canna Rock. Right, we will right, be right back after these messages. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. 
Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, it is episode 47. Our episode this week is about Canna Rock. I'm joined by AJ Channer and Britton Taylor. They are the founders of Canna Rock here in Austin, Texas. Britain. Hi. Are you laughing up a storm because I'm playing Queens of the Stone Age? Feel well, good hit yeah. of the summer or... <laughs> It's what I want Canada Rock to be, the feel-good hit of the summer. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the point. You know, sometimes I feel like I get too serious about it because at the end of the day, it's just a just a freaking party, dude. Like, let's party, let's hang out, let's have fun. Um, you know, I mean, always learn something, learn something new every day, you know, but like, let's have a blast and celebrate. I mean, that's, that's I guess, kind of my motto really is, uh, you know, what I used to say, like education through celebration, you know, um, I mean, what other way if you're not gonna have fun doing what you do what's the point yeah I mean, if you're not enjoying it you're not gonna want to do it no. you don't want to be around it no, exactly exactly they always say do do get into the work you love do love the work you do yeah. like, oh, i can't do that and i always say meander for a moment and get into the thing you like and focus with that and enjoy yeah. it yeah it's amazing how far you'll go with it from there. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I think COVID taught so many of us too, is like, oh, you really can follow your dreams because we're all sitting on couches without jobs right now, you know? And so many people, I mean, you think about it for real though. I mean, even some of the people who are going to be at the show, they started during COVID because they were like, I got a stimulus check. I have a dream. I have something I've always wanted to do with my life. For the first time I have the opportunity to do so. So, and here we are. And for me, oh, this, I should have started doing this a long time ago. I went to school for this. Like yeah. I already had been practicing it beforehand and like was wanting to hone my craft by doing mass communications in university. And then when COVID hit, I was really wanting to get into this and because everybody's at home. I think you're going to like, yeah, Tanner knows nobody's going to shows. It's like, hey, do, do your own show at home because that's where yeah. people are at. And yeah. look at you now. Yeah, yeah man, he's grown. <laughs> even since my yeah. interview, even since the Fire from the Gods interview, uh, you know, things have gotten a little bit more. You know, I hate to you say legit, but you're getting a little bit more. It looks more professional. More professional, a little bit more, uh, tr you know, 
less rough around the edges, like so so to speak. Like it's it's cool. I think you should really be on a channel now. You should be on a real channel because this. I don't know who else is doing your specific uh, pod here in 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 uh, Texas or even. I know there's a ton of obviously cannabis and marijuana related podcasts, but for yours, Texas Cannabis Collective, I mean, you could lead the way, man. I mean, you're you're you have your whole community on online too. Like you, I mean. Yeah, Your good drink is like there. one of my favorites. I'm always like, post, 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 post. It's always ri- some dumb. A rising tide raises all shit. So let's yeah. all grow together, man. <laughs> yeah, legalize. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give props where props are due. I was working before I started my own. I was working alongside Russell Dowden for the Texas Hemp Reporter, doing his Texas yeah, Hemp. Yes, 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 I remember that, of course. And props to him. He's still doing his podcast. We've we've had our little separation with that. I still write for his magazine. I wondered about that if you still did anything with him. I That's know, cool. And I didn't know that there was a pod. I just thought it was just basically kind of an online like website blog sort of thing. I see he's he, we, he's, he's on episode yeah. 80, 80 something, almost in oh, wow. ninety now. Um wow. yeah, for a moment our show was on KLBJ five ninety. So oh, I'm right. like, I've been on AM radio, I've been on FM radio. Um, it's one of those things that, like you say, you've slowly grow and you hone your craft and you, you find that niche. And this really, to me, like you're talking about being looking professional and it not looking rough around the edges. This was really me going, I'm tired of doing six hours of post-production work to put in no, thirds and titles true. and things. So this was a very easy solution. Um, I do appreciate that y'all are going to give Austin some time to do his stand-up. Yes, and I'm advocacy so work. excited about that. And I'm the reason really why is... I started doing some open mics a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, I saw this. I saw this. I'm excited about that too. So how'd it go? So the problem I've run into is I'm I'm not the type who I'm kind of like in AJ's position where I'm not scared to be on a stage in front of people and I've talk to people. I've never thought that once about you. So that's that's <laughs> not my issue. I guess a lot of comedians are like, oh, you need you need to go shake those nerves off. And I'm like, I just want to know if the material's funny or not. I'm yeah. an audience. <laughs> Am I funny? <laughs> and right now it's it's a it's an audience of comedians. Mm-hmm. A lot of open mics are that. So it's you have comedians who don't want they're not really wanting to hear jokes they want to tell their jokes right yeah. it, it, it's like it's uh, somebody I found said um it's like going to the gym and nobody likes going to the gym to work out you're all at the gym working out together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> working out for each other trying to show off um perspective would be imagine trying to put on a rock concert just for other rock stars and it's like, <laughs> uh, man that happens you become a band's band you know and we are we're like that a, a little bit because people bands love us but you yeah. know we want more just regular people to you're like we want fans to love us so they'll buy, they'll love buy us. the music exactly not just other yeah. bands but like oh i love that band and i love hanging out with those guys and taking them on tour but we you know we just want more people to be into us and that's how i got into doing the open mic pushed into open mic i want to pushed but kind of nudged into it was i've got all these com- friends Twist that are comedians yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the advocacy work and they're like hey man you know all the half the stuff that's coming out of your mouth it's just flipping hilarious man you got to get in front of an open <laughs> mic and, and start doing this stuff wow. I realize, I'm like, I yeah and the it. comedian's comedian apparently and yeah half the that's comedian's great. like oh, i don't care for you <laughs> <laughs> Haters are fans, baby. That's what we've all learned, right? And, I've, and, and I, I take a step back and I realize, I told, I told my wife today, I was like, you know, perhaps a thing is, is maybe I'm like a Bob Odenkirk where I'm, I've, got, I've got solid writing skills and I know how to compose it together. 
but stand-up's not really my forte. Maybe that delivery system is just not my delivery system. Because like, yeah. I filmed skits that <laughs> I won an entire college class over. People had like $1,000 drone footage that they did to put a trailer together. And here I'm making Pepsi Challenge piss jokes. Everybody's like, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. He's the guy. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, you can't, that doesn't translate to stand up. Yeah. Oh, I know. I get that. I get that. I love stand up. I always, I've told AJ this too. And I mean, just getting me to do this podcast was like hard for me because I have just, I don't understand why I have just this wild stage fright. Our babies are going off again. I hear them. But, it's okay. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I, I love stand up. I'm not doing it. But in another world, I was definitely like Christina P. <laughs> I love a good stand-up. And I'm I'm glad that he's going to be able to do that. It gives him an opportunity. Yeah. He's, he's really been working at that. Yeah. And it gives him an opportunity to be in front of a different type of crowd. Right. Isn't other comedians. It isn't just the same people who heard the same jokes over and over. So it gives a, it gives an opportunity for his material to be heard, and I really appreciate that he's given that opportunity. Oh my god! And like I get to finally go to a show, and I don't have to get a babysitter because my kids will be there. <laughs> that works too, right? So it's August twenty seventh. What what time does it start? That is the um, so it's from eleven. It's well, it's eleven to five. Um, we'll probably start doing activities and whatnot around um, noon. But Excuse Leah's me. gonna start. Uh, she's gonna DJ as well, <clears throat> so she's probably gonna open it. Oh. Let me get these kids. Sorry. Jesse, my bad brother. It's okay. Yeah, they're out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna it's eleven to five, so uh, you know, come and go as you please. Um the panels. Well, we're not doing as many panels this year. I'm really doing um kind of a speaker in between a set. Um I might have one or two panels where it's more than one person on stage. But for the most part, um, and again, one of the reasons to add the stand-up comedy is because some of these topics can be so heavy. And oh, yeah. to take a heavy, serious topic and throw it into the middle of a very, um, you know, into an event, it's like there's a there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And last year went really well. Um, but I also, as we grow, it turns into, because again, it's not intended to be an industry event. Like you're saying, like the comedians, comedians, you say in bands, band, like so often I go to events here and I, and I love them and it's all the same people. Like for me, I'm like, I get to get out of the house. I'm like, Hey, you, Hey, you, Hey, you family reunion. Yeah. yeah what's up, guys? It's like a, let's get the gang back together, you know, because it's like, it, un, it's like a quasi industry event, you know? Um, and last year that was that that it was kind of like that and I loved it but also I'm like but I had to remember I'm not the demographic for this event you know yeah so breaking it up a little bit though someone's upset breaking it up a little bit to um kind of keeping it keeping it shorter for the attention span I guess and I totally get when you talk about having serious conversation um I did the veteran a veterans panel for the veterans event that took place back in April up in Colleen. <laughs> And there was, I think, like five of us on the panel, and a veteran, another veteran, would say something, and people were like, yeah, all right, yeah, and uh, and you know, we got to do blah blah, yeah, and yeah. it got to me at the end, and I'm talking, and I kept it within the time that's supposed to be. I was like, I'm gonna make this quick and to the point, and people are like, uh, just man. Like, and yeah. I was like, man, did I do something? Did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? And this happened several times. And then when the panel's over, everybody's like, yeah, for all of us. And David Bass came up to me and goes, dude, you rocked it. You totally rocked it. What you, yeah. Everything you had to say was amazing and yeah. great. 
And I was like, man, it didn't feel that way because people were kind of like, Ugh. they were in shock and awe is right. what it was. And then Austin Right, right, me, right. And Austin tells me the same thing. He's like, yo, man, um, you did amazing on that panel. I'm like, man, I did not feel that way. I was really doubting what I had said because the response was way different. He's like, dude, you dropped two truth bombs. You were right, very exactly. serious. Exactly. That's not, a, I'm not interested. That's an open mouth jaw you know like, oh my god uh, yeah exactly uh, david bass what a cool dude what a cool dude one day i'm gonna get to meet him i feel it's so funny because i feel like everyone i i everyone i know knows him but i just see, I see him on facebook so he's like this cannabis celebrity to me and i'm like one day i'm gonna be walking down the grocery store h-e-b and i'm gonna see this beard and this beautiful man i'm gonna be like it's oh, my god, oh no that's david bass <laughs> One day. <laughs> first, you'd be like, first you'd be like, that's Barry Gibbs. And you're like, yeah. no, wait, wait, that's David Bass. <laughs> wait, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost want to start calling yeah. him uh, Marijuana Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana Santa. I like it. I like it. Hey, there's definitely, I'm sure you can Amazon that that Santa suit. <laughs> um, So y'all have got some music lineups, um, some advocacy. Like you said, Austin's going to be talking, doing some stand-up. Um, Leia, I know Leia's going to be out there. I take it Leia's going to be doing some some advocacy talk. Um, y'all had CBD Genie. She can do whatever Genie. she wants. <laughs> <laughs> She's a raw stage in Melvin's set. Yo, I got something to say. You can do that. Whatever you want to do, you can do that. But yeah, it's the Leia can come in and do whatever she wants at Canada Rock, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I know y'all had, um, I think her, her, her actual name's Anita <laughs> Somers, CBD Genie. Yes. Uh, she was, she was oh, my God. So I don't know if she's going to be there yet. Um, again, yet yeah, or not, it, uh, she was so cool. So I'm really hoping that, that she she can come through again. She won the other painting, too, one of the live paintings. So that was really cool. It's, it was exciting to, like, give those to people who, like, were, like, there for the cause, you know? One of the bands, uh, I think it was, like, the guitarist, Affinity Falls, last year? Yeah, Herbie. Herbie. Affinity Falls, yeah. Yeah, he won one of the paintings, too. So that was cool. But, yeah, yeah, she she's awesome. I'm going to reach out to her. I need to check in with a couple she's, people. Anyway. I say she's my type of speaker. And I think the reason why is because we're both, we both have these highly technical backgrounds. Like I did Ooh. nuclear power plant technology. I was a reactor Ooh. operator in the Navy. So there's this engineering background and I, she's very good at doing what I do. And it's taking a very complex subject and topic and laying it out in simplistic everyman terms, as it's called. Yeah. The layman's terms. I appreciate that. So she, she's <laughs> great at that. I'm just stunned yeah. by how well she does it. You can, I can listen to her talk forever. I believe yeah. she has a molecular chemistry background. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. I know that yeah. she has a farm down. It's it's south, right? I believe so. Am I wrong? I, she invited me out there one time, and I, I never took her up on that, but maybe maybe sometime yeah, but she has a She has a molecular chemistry background. Wow. And I didn't realize it until we were having a discussion at a normal meeting, and she started talking about that. And I was like, oh, I totally understand. That's how blah, blah, blah works. She was like, you get that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> study physics for a power plant, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I get that way. So like, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. And I don't often get to talk about, it doesn't come up in the conversation often, like what kind of filters do you use or, or pen tools do you use in Illustrator? And do you use layers and masks? Like, what do you do? So any, like every, like once a year, you'll uh, uh, talk right. about clipping masks. And I'm like, did you say clipping masks? Chandler's <laughs> face just now, that was gold. Like, <laughs> yeah, that chick just doesn't listen, dude. Like she is, oh, she is, oh, she no, is. Over it. She's we, our we're, kid. We're just her, <laughs> we're just her roommates. If you, yeah. if That's you're listening cute. to this podcast, you should be going on YouTube 
or Spotify and finding the video version that we're going to upload because that was that was gold right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is she doing? You it's know? nonstop. You, but you you know, you've got kids. You just you hear sounds. You're like, I don't make sounds like that. I don't make that much commotion in the house and I'm six foot five, 240 some odd pounds. Like how the, what is she doing? You know? Yeah. But, so I was, I was like, Whoa. And I, like I said, I get it. I got a nine year old. He does what I, I yeah. call, he, he's filthier than Eddie Murphy. Once he gets in the shower, just the stuff that comes out of his mouth. is like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, as long as you keep it there, kiddo, we're fine. But I yes. hear that stuff at yeah, school. Yeah. It's going to be a different story. Parenting is wild, man. It, it's cool. But, and I'm, I think it's rad that, you know, we're parents and you're a parent and you know we do this and we talk about cannabis and we talk about um consumption mainly and not just like oh yeah you can make really cool things out of hemp like people did in the 80s or the 90s like we actually talk about consumption and i think it's a massive part of changing the way people think about the about uh, uh cannabis and the way people integrate it into their lives you know like yeah, people just want people want to live free and want to live uh, normal lives and want to want to be medicated. But, you know, sometimes the prescription stuff and sometimes the stuff that science produces isn't always the best thing. I mean, we there's there's so much uh, ad, there's so many advantages to using the prescription stuff. But at the end of the day, why not try something that's got just a little bit of chemical change to it that can really help your body and, and fit with and work with the other chemicals in your body to just create a, a a nice cocktail of emotions and cocktail of of behavior instead of something that radically alters your behavior based on something oh, yeah. that you have, that you have you know and, and you know, I I've I don't know much about autism but I've been really wanting and earnestly have this desire to look in, into autism and, and you know I've read you know you read you come across the things on the internet and says oh I was giving my kids CBD drops or, and you know, it, it call it curbed some of the, the symptoms or some of the, the behaviors of autism, you know, and that that's interesting. But it's, the fact that cannabis is at the center of that conversation makes it even better. So my son's been diagnosed with autism. I did not know that. Uh, the uh, pervasive development disorder, Asperger's. Um, he also has ADHD. Um, part of the... No. Oh, I did not know that. So part of the thing that I learned a while back was I, I noticed that with the behavior, and I think it's probably why like CBD really helps, is we started referring to some of his behaviors as behavioral seizures. Okay. And you tell that it was like this okay. mental conundrum would happen and you've probably had a point where you've been so angry about something that just, That's a good term. as they say, as they say, you're not thinking straight. And right, so for, an average right. person, you for an average person, you take a moment, you calm yourself. But for these individuals, it seems mm -hmm. there's this appearance that's like your brain has went, whoa, blah, and yeah. it, having, it has this seizure that it's not so much right. what we see for ep typical epileptics, but it's enough to start driving behavior, right. Right. This, this radical behavior. And if it is that, then, and we know CBD does wonders for epilepsy and seizures, then it stands yeah. the reason that a lot of these behaviors tend to go away because yeah. of that. Yeah. But it's, and it's one of those things as well. Um, I will say and advise that when you start to research about autism, um, pay attention to it culturally as well. A lot of the, for sure. yes. the things that has been my wife and I point out, cause my wife's West Indies, she's from Puerto Rico and I'm from here in Texas. And we've noticed that a lot of things that may be considered autistic here are standard yeah. cultural items elsewhere. Of course. And a lot of these, these studies that were done. That kind of on... drives me to wanted to research it a lot because yeah. 
all the, the the history of it has all these these cultural aspects to it. Whereas, you know, I didn't like even ADHD and stuff like that. You know, I was called hyperactive as a child. I'm never I've never been diagnosed, but uh, I just you know we've got something with Jupiter now where, where she's been diagnosed and where it, I'm kind of observing some of her behavior and seeing some of the similarities in mine and my sister's behavior when we were kids. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, maybe was that what was going on with us? And does CBD now help that, you know, the melatonin and all that stuff? I don't want to, we obviously don't want to continue doing that kind of stuff, but is there something a bit more natural? I grew up around the consumption of marijuana. It was everywhere in my house. The, you know, my, my, my dad had massive bin, bin bags of it from, wow. we imported from Jamaica, import it. Import. Um, you know, import it. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it, it was always there, but we never viewed it as, we never viewed it as, I know, war up there. We never viewed it for its, uh, or I never viewed it for its medicinal aspects. I just like, oh, the Jamaicans and they like to get high. And something, something I've been having to advocate lately that's not common in the cannabis community is that cannabis isn't the answer for everybody. Right. Because right. there's, there's this big, there's this, to me, there's a problem where people are like, you just haven't tried the right thing yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. I, I don't actually consume much. Every now and then I'll smoke with him or maybe, to, you know, do like a, a, a CBD gummy or something. But I don't. I've never, when I, well, that's not true. In college, I was, um, I, I smoked a lot. Um, but there was just one day I just couldn't smoke anymore. And I, and I, I, I just, it just doesn't work for me. But do I feel like I need to take a stand and I have an opportunity? Like you have to do something with your voice, right? Um, yeah. And, and seeing the way that it benefits other people. And so, that, you know, that's the biggest thing for me. But even when we're talking about these things, like I'm actually bipolar. And I did not know this until a couple of years ago I was diagnosed. And I was talking to my psychiatrist about it once. I was like, you know, I used to smoke a lot and it would really help me calm. And it would help me to feel better. Um, and this was also like before, this was 10 years or so ago before I was diagnosed and whatnot. And I, and I didn't really realize um, why things had changed. And he was like, yeah, that actually happens in a lot of people with bipolar disorder. Your, your body changes, your chemicals change. And you hear this a lot with people who used to, they, they used to be able to smoke and now they can't. And they are constantly trying to find that space again. Like, like, oh, we'll do this one. Try this one. You're not trying the right one. You're not trying the right one. It's like, no, you, if you can't, you can't. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you have to have a problem with it or, um, or, or anything. You just simply can't, you know? Um, but I have found recently over the past year or so, I've smoked a little, like a, a hit, a hit, you know? or like a gummy. Um, and I found a lot of products that, that really, I really like And which is funny is Delta eight is actually the first time I've been able to, to really partake again. So plug the website. I, I, I'm going to let y'all get to it. Cause I, I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> I can't believe it. I know it. they're going I wild. They, I, I, I was on a pod yesterday and they were fine. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I did an interview for fire from the gods and they were fine. So I'm like, Oh, they'll be good. But yeah, Today's 10 minutes some, from now, there's something else today, in the today. It's Afghanistan and Russia going at oh it. Yeah, gosh. exactly. Yeah. Jesse, thank you for having us, man. Um, we, we need all the coverage we can get. You yeah, know, it's still early days for us, being that this is our third um counter rock, but um, we're trying our, our damnness to kind of do this with you know the little bit of elbow grease and a little bit of love that people want to put into these things, man. So, we thank you for for um oh, no problem for, for helping and the coverage mate 
And it's uh, Rock ATX. Rock ATX. Uh, we're both on Instagram, Britain under Britain Lee, I AJFFTG. You can find Fire from the Gods music everywhere, but um, CanarockATX.com and, and uh, Showcase Events, I believe, is still. But, um, well, here, here comes the, the army. But we're out there, man. CanarockATX.com. That's the one. He's the little monster. Attention. I get it. Yeah. Say hello. It's just me. Hey. You want to say hi? And that's it. We're real people, real family. We're just trying to do our thing here, man, you know? And we'll speak here in a moment. I'm going to end this, start ending this. I'm your host this week, yeah. Jesse Williams of the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm the host this week. This is episode 47. Our guest, Canna Rock. AJ Channer and Britton Taylor. We thank them for their time joining us here. You can find more information at canrockatx.com. Everybody enjoy your time here in Texas. Stay hydrated, beat the heat. And August 27th, Canna Rock, be there. Come and take it live. Make it up and make it up and make it up. Thank you, Jesse, for everything. Cheers, guys. Bye.